This week's episode is brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel, the very best in customer service, specialized travel planning, and extremely personable agents to help you plan a perfect vacation to any Disney destination. Email Communicore Weekly at FairyGodmotherTravel.com because they'll never let you down. Hello, and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And hi, guys. Thanks for coming back again. So, a couple of days or weeks ago, depending on when you listen to this, I posted a picture on the Facebook page of the buttons that we made. And probably one of our most popular posts that we have ever had on the Facebook page. (laughs) Exactly. I think it went well over three or four times views as the number of fans. Yes. So seven people. Yes. Seven people very much wanted buttons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So here's what we came up with. We have buttons to spare, buttons, buttons everywhere. So we want to give them to all the cadets out there and we want you guys to wear them proudly. We will gladly send you buttons. Here's (laughs) what you got to do to get a button. You could do one of two things. One, if you live in California, you can find me in the park when I'm there sometime because I will definitely have buttons on me. Or you and, can but, call. But if they find you, is it like where's Waldo? It's like where where's Communicore Overlord uh, gotcha. in the park. And well, then you find maybe, me. Yeah, but maybe they have to like yell something like Communicore Weekly is the greatest online show. Yes. They have to yell it at the top of their lungs. In front of everyone. In front of everyone, and then they'll get a button. Yes. Okay, I like that one. Yell that on to- in front of your, everybody uh, at the top of your lungs, and I will gladly hand you a button, provided I still awesome. have them on me. Or, if you don't live near Disneyland, you can call us on the Communicore Weekly hotline and leave us a voicemail for us to uh, play on our future mailbag episode. And if we use it, we will gladly send you a button. So yep. that phone number is 424-785-GOAT. That's 424-785-4628. So give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. If Whether it's a comment, whether it's a question, we don't care. Leave us a voicemail. Make sure it's family-friendly. And if we play it on the show, we'll gladly send you a button because I have tons of them. In case you don't believe me, hang on. You hear this, guys? Oh. Yeah, I've got some, too. Are we doing sound effects? Yeah. We're we're rich with buttons. See, I've got some, too. Flush with buttons, everyone. (laughs) Flushins. Flushins. Yes. So also, we'll, we'll post this on our Twitter and our Facebook pages. So if you're driving in your car and you cannot remember 424-785-GOAT, uh, we'll tweet it and Facebook it fairly often uh, so you guys can search for it and find the number to leave yeah. us an awesome voicemail. Exactly. Good luck, guys. Hopefully you'll get a button soon. It's time for... D- not ponytails or rodentails, but lucktails. Yeah. So, because George and I are not really what you would call um, athletic or um, outdoors people, if you will. But we, but we are devastatingly handsome. We are devastatingly handsome. We do have that working for us. <laughs> so, we have not run a Disney marathon yet. So, 
I would very much like to hear about Disney marathons from a runner's perspe uh, perspective. So, of course, we have to have our good friend Keith Luck on the show to tell us about his recent experience running the Disneyland Half Marathon here in lovely Disneyland. So it's so, not a full marathon? Uh, I don't think Keith can run a, a full marathon. So w it was it the Animal Kingdom? <laughs> you know Hello, what? boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not, no, this was not a full marathon. Um, I, did, I did run a full marathon in January. If you recall, I mm -hmm. tweeted live during the marathon saying that I was listening to Communicore Weekly. I put those on mm -hmm. my uh, playlist during the The greatest race. running show. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so you guys lots can see. You running gags. Now I your resume that people have run marathons to your show. <laughs> Did you um, win my, my tweets would have been pant pant. <laughs> so. Well, after a while, you know, you, you just start taking these walk breaks, so you're able to tweet very, <laughs> very legibly. Yeah, this one was a, a half marathon. This was the uh, 2013 Disneyland Half Marathon. Um, I believe they've been doing them since 06. And I hadn't run this particular course since 07 because when I ran it in 07, it was, it's always on Labor Day weekend. And, you know, if, if those who are not familiar with California, we get some of our warmest weather in uh, September, October. And in uh, 07, the, uh, the high was 100 degrees that day. So it was, it was a pretty brutal course. And I sort of decided to not do that race ever again. And I started doing Florida races. Um, but, good choice, it, Keith. Very good choice there. <laughs> it's never hot in Florida. Let's get away well, from the heat and go to Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'd escape. But no, the, the a lot of the Florida races are at night, so it's it's more tolerable. I mean, still it's humid, but the sun's not beating down on you. That's all. Mm. Um, so, but no, so how did you do I, this I, time around? Say again. How, how did you how did you do the with the race this time around? Was it? I mean, it was pretty hot during that day, as I recall. But during race time, was it hot? Were you like how, how do you prepare for something like this? All right, well, I'm going to tell you the, the way to prepare, and then I'm going to tell you basically the way I prepared, and there are two completely different things. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. <laughs> um, you really ought to, especially if you're not a, a, a you know a big-time runner, you really ought to prepare for a race ahead of time, like for a half marathon, a good, a good 8 to 12 weeks ahead of time. I've just been so busy lately that I didn't have time to train, so I literally ran a 5K a few weeks ago, or a few weeks prior to the race, and then a 10K a week before the race. And I was like, all right, I'm good. So um, I did the race, and it wasn't, beast, nearly, <laughs> it wasn't nearly as hot as it was in 07. Um, the, uh, it was about 10 degrees cooler. It was still about 90, the, the high that day, but um, it didn't really get rough until a few minutes after the sun started to shine. So the race starts at 5.30, so it's still nice and dark, and it's warm, but not you know unbearable. Uh, this particular course was different from the 07. Uh, it it kind of took you through the back of California Adventure. I don't remember going through Paradise Pier in 07, which was really neat because when we went around uh, the, um, the lagoon, uh, or Paradise Bay, I think they call it, um, they had the they had literally the world of color lights up, like the fountains were up and all oh, the cool. colors. Yeah, so that was really pretty. And then they had all the characters out as usual. They had right around the Little Mermaid uh, area. They had um, the soldiers, the little toy soldiers. And I guess it's some kind of tradition. I never did this before, but all my friends, a lot of my friends are runners, and I always see them whenever they meet the soldiers. They do push-ups. So I had never got to do it before. So I did push-ups with the soldiers and. You know, they're like, count off, one, two, and that was pretty fun. So the first about four miles of the race actually take place on Disney property. You're running through the back of California Adventure. 
you run across the Esplanade to Disneyland, well, and then before, you run... Before you go on, for our non-mathematical friends, i.e. George, uh, how, how long <laughs> is the race itself, the, the half marathon? The, ha- the half marathon is hey, 30... I can do that because it's half of a regular marathon. And how much is One a full marathon, half. George? It's twice a half marathon. Right, okay. Anyway, <laughs> what, what is? how long is a half marathon, Keith? A half marathon is 13.1 miles. Okay. So, so you're yeah. not on Disney property for most of the marathon. <laughs> For a large part of the marathon, you or the half marathon, you are actually on the streets of Anaheim. Wow. Um, so for the, that's what, that's another reason why the advantage lies with with Florida because even though you're running on the streets a lot, because you can't, you, there's no conceivable way unless they just wind you back forth, back forth, which they can't do for the congestion's uh, sake. Uh, you're still going to be on the streets in Disney World, but you're still kind of on Disney World property, so you're not, you know, you're not running through uh, these section off streets and by traffic and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, in Disneyland. Disneyland half, the first about three or four miles are through the parks, and then you're uh, on the streets of Anaheim at that point. Now, there's characters and stuff and things like along the way as you're running, isn't there? There are, there are. Um, when you're on Disney property, obviously there's going to be a ton of characters. Um, I recall going through, so besides the toy soldiers, there was uh, the cars people were out. Uh, I think I think Mater was there, and I think Lightning McQueen, Lightning McQueen was there. Uh, so because you you run through Cars Land at some point, and we stopped for a lot of photos, and then when you go into Disneyland, all like the main characters like Goofy and Mickey and everybody, they're out there, um, and you get to run through the castle, which is really you know really neat. It's a it's a really surreal experience, and um, I encourage people who aren't necessarily professional runners or whatever, if they want to experience a different side of Disney, that's the reason why it's been so popular is because all of us are such Disney fans. We've been there, you know, different times of the year, different seasons, different holiday events. But when you run through the park with a group of other runners when the park's not open to the public, it's a completely unique experience that it's sort of addicting. That's kind of why we keep doing it every year. Hmm. hmm. I, that's kind of an interesting yeah. perspective on it. I've actually never hmm. heard anyone say it that way before. Yeah, my whole question is why in the world would you run anywhere? But, <laughs> you know. Everybody says a- that. Everybody says that to me. I only run when chased, and you know, what are you doing? Like, I'm on vacation, blah, blah, blah. There's a certain degree to that, too, because a lot of my friends are insane runners, and they do like the full on, like, you know, like for Disneyland, for Disney World Marathon Weekend, for example, they have a, a race called the Goofy, where you basically do the half marathon on Saturday and then the full marathon the very next day on Sunday. That's called oh. doing the Goofy. Well, they must be goofy to do that, because yeah. that isn't a lot of running, and I would yeah. die. It's insane. And then now they have the Dopey, where you do the 5K on Friday, the 10, the there's a 5K, a 10K, a half, and a full now. That's called doing the dopey. That is a very appropriate name Yeah. for the and people doing this. You get special medals, you get a special dopey medal, and you get all the individual medals. So for people who like to collect bling, as it's called, that's great for them. But see, that's too far for me because for me, Disney World's so far away, I don't want to spend four days in a row waking up at like three in the morning. I want to enjoy my vacation. So one race <laughs> day is, is enough for me. So, I, You know what's enough for me? Zero race days. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> now, now I heard something special about um, a, a bib you had to wear. You were were you drooling or something? <laughs> yeah, or? you you do drool a lot in these races. Um, okay. Well, the bib is your number, and there's a timing chip on it, which is which leads me to a funny story. And Jeff could actually uh, sign off on this one because he was with me. I was there. When we go to the when you go to the expo, which which is in itself is kind of cool. It's another unique thing that you only get to experience if you're a runner. The Disney expos, I mean, granted they're running expos. There's merchandise out there, you know, like uh, Run Disney merch, shoes, uh, you know, gels for you know all kinds of random running stuff. But it's still kind of neat. So Jeff went with me to the uh, expo this year uh, to pick up my packet, and Ryan was there too. And they they hand you your 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 bib. 
which has a timing chip in it. And then, so the lady handed me my bib and she said, go collect your t-shirt and all the rest of your stuff. They give you a tech shirt that no, nobody really runs in those tech shirts, but they're the, I keep them for souvenirs. So um, when we went upstairs to collect the shirt, they were like, here you go. Oh, by the way, don't put your bib in this bag because there's a, a magnet will, will de, you know, deactivate your bib. And we put a magnet in the bag. And me and, Jeff, me and Jeff looked at each other, like, literally, and I was like, wait, what? Like, so, you're giving me this bag for convenience, and yet I'm still going to be inconvenienced by having to hold this bib the entire time. I literally held the bib in my hand. You did. And the, and ba- and the bag in my other hand. In hindsight, I should have just fired the magnet in the garbage, because there was really a stupid little uh, Little Mermaid refrigerator magnet that I don't know why I kept, but I kept it. Because why not? So, all right, so in, in closing, what are, what are your thoughts on, on the race? Um, the thoughts, my thoughts on this race, it was it was good. It was a lot better being 90 degrees as opposed to 100. Um, the streets of Anaheim can get a little boring, but they do a lot to keep you entertained. There's no characters out there, obviously, but they still have, you know, different organizations from the city, like high school cheerleaders will be out there, uh, mariachi band, Polynesian dancers, classic cars. There's a lot of entertainment, and we got to run through Anaheim Stadium, and people were actually in the stands cheering you on. There's a lot of spectators there and volunteers. The volunteers do a great job, by the way. You know, cheering you on, giving you like water and Powerade and stuff, and it's really a really neat experience. So, because of that, I would like to take this opportunity to publicly fire the gauntlet right at Jeff Heimbuck's feet. In 2014, you have to do a race with me, and it's non-negotiable. Um, calling huh. you out, dude. He just called me out on our own show. I don't Are know you, how I like this. Do I'm... you have the courage to accept my challenge? Is the only question. All right, I mean, you're sure, on. he can accept your challenge, but whether or not he goes through with it, <laughs> like, I, I could very easily say yes and just not do it, but then I'll be publicly humiliated. <laughs> that would be even worse, sir. It would be worse. All right, let's I'll, do it. Uh, 2014. Right. I'm on. I'm in. Wow. That's nice. You heard what, it here we, Which one? Uh, like a, hair, a half marathon? Uh, okay, so this is the thing. I don't know if, if you want to start with a half marathon. You're more than welcome to if you feel up to it, but at the minimum, we got to do either like a 10K or if you want to go out to Florida, we can do the Expedition Everest Challenge, which is a 5K, but it also has obstacles and a scavenger hunt. So it's a little bit more. You you run almost a 10K. Obstacles. Totally. <laughs> yeah. They're Disney obstacles, so they're not All the right hardest then. in the world. Watch out for that churro. Ooh, <laughs> I jumped. Don't worry. All right, I'm in. So, I'm in. Let's right, do cool. this. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that, and maybe next time I come back, we can give your listeners like a, an outline of uh, how the challenges go now, I mean, you now can... it's on a record it's, yeah. it's on a podcast so there we go so so Keith, i'll probably be looking for a new co-host sometime after <laughs> the um, i will uh, update my resume boy. sir <laughs> well keith thank you for coming right. on to tell us about it and uh probably announce my death um <laughs> be sure to check out the disney project uh, the website and the podcast where you can find keith gluck and as always keith thank you for coming on the show and uh, pretty much killing me Thank you very much, boys. He's a nerd, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. Okay, so this week's book is actually two books, but actually it's like two booklets, I guess is a, a better choice of words. Okay, so Half I've got day a books. Ni- Do which one? Half-day books. 
Yes, quarter day books actually. Oh, okay. Not not quite a full. Hollywood Studio um, Books. Okay, go on. Hollywood Studio Books. <laughs> We're going to get so much trouble. Um, <laughs> so I've got a 1970 and a 1971 edition of this book. And it's basically a program that was sold to go along with a touring arena show called Disney on Parade, which sort of existed before Disney on Ice. Uh, at the time, it was sold for about a dollar a piece. And you can find them today for about 10 to $15 um, on some of those... Uh, online auction sites. Uh, they're interesting to collect, I think, simply because it's not a book about a film, an animated short, or a theme park, but it's sort of an extension of all of them. Okay, so a little bit of history. Disney on Parade was produced by Nawal Productions, N-A-W-A-L, which was a joint venture between NBC and Disney. And the N-A came from National, and the W-A-L came from Walt Disney Productions. So, hey, you learn something every day we should keep your brain fresh uh the show premiered on december 25th 1969 and basically just featured a variety of disney characters that performed to a recorded or a pre-recorded soundtrack the show also used a mix of light special effects and film clips of classic disney shorts and films and the show ran until about 1975 uh, while there was a few other tours that uh hit uh, australia and south america for another two years okay so the 1970, the 1970 guide is about 26 pages long and details the entire show act by act and actually lists the acts. And it's interesting because the very first one is How Do You Do and Shake Hands from Song of the South. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, there's one about Merlin's magic. Pluto's featured in the dog catcher. There's a huge Alice in Wonderland scene. Uh, and then they bring out Mickey Mouse. And it's actually quoted as, the star of our show with his two beautiful assistants in a death-defying high-wire act on a motorcycle. Mickey Mouse is on a motorcycle? Mickey Mouse is on a motorcycle on a high-wire. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. All right, um, then. Yep. So then they do the Jungle Book and another Cinderella large section. Goofy's Comedy Car. Don't... I, I wish I knew more about this. The Toy Soldiers are there, the Three Little Pigs, and... Then the, the, the last segment is the Dumbo Circus with the finale and the grand parade of all the characters. So uh, what's really fun about the book is a list of production credits that includes a lot of cool names that we've all heard before, like Bob Janney or Bob Yanni, I guess we found out. It Bill Justice. <laughs> yeah. Bill Justice. Some dude named Roland Crump. I have no idea who that guy is. I have no idea who that is either. No idea at all. Uh, it's Albert got a good story available on Amazon. It's got <laughs> an audiobook, yes. Albertino, Ward Kimball, Roy Williams, Buddy Baker. So these are all names that we've heard. And it's interesting to see these top animators and Imagineering staff sort of pulled in to help as art directors, costume designers, show content creators. It's like they must have not been doing anything else right for this time period yeah so. clearly they were not involved in anything else whatsoever no not at all especially so. just before 1971 <laughs> yes with the debut of you know a massive complex somewhere in florida no idea what okay. that means go on none so this <laughs> the, the 71 booklet's got snow white on the cover and i guess i just said the 1970 has mickey in a top hat and a balloon so they're taking some liberties. But the, the second one has Snow White, Dopey, and Doc on the cover. And it is the second edition of the tour with a major focus on actually Snow White, where she's on the cover. And this one, the, the start is Welcome to Our Laughing Place. So another 
Song of the South reference right at the top. Mickey's Band Concert, a segment from Pinocchio, and this time instead of Goofy and his comedy car, it's actually Goofy and a love bug. So I'm not going to ask what that is. Uh, Herbie, film promotion. The, well, it says Herbie yeah. the love bug only has eyes for Goofy. All right, then. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Necessary Evil was the next segment, and it's great Disney villains finally have their day. Uh, yeah. And then Barnyard Bash. Then after the intermission, there's a whole section on Fantasia. Then Goofy on the High Wire. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Then they roll out Snow White. And um, the last segment before the finale is It's a Small World. And apparently that became a staple throughout the rest of the season to do that. Um, and again, uh, well, this edition's actually uh, much better than the first edition, surprisingly, even though it was only a year. The layout's much better. The, the photographs are much clearer. Not They don't have that bad 70s feel, even though it was... 1971 um and it also seemed like a grander larger scale production like they 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 did it it was pretty successful made a lot of money so they made it even larger um they're both both the books are like little slices of a disney that we don't see any longer and i think that's why i like both of them Uh, i'd recommend them to completists like myself uh, but also anyone who's looking for some pretty interesting glimpses into the early 1970s uh disney so to speak and uh all I can say is some of the costumes and stage sets were pretty interesting, uh, looking at them 40 years later, give or take. So, uh, And if you can find one, because there were at least four or five different editions, it's a great little addition to your collection, and these are called Disney on Parade. What we liked, what we didn't like, he's in the booze, 60-second review! So... One of the very, very few complaints that we get, because we really don't get complaints because we are the greatest online show, but one of the few that we get is that we have a segment called the 60-second review that's not actually 60 seconds. <laughs> and when we first started doing the 60-second review, we really did want to make it 60 seconds, and then we realized we like to hear the sound of our own voices. <laughs> and therefore, yes. that did not work out so well. So we're actually going to do a 60-second review for two Blu-rays, 60 seconds each, and we're going to time each other so we can keep it within the 60 second range. So first up is going to be George uh, reviewing the new Blu-ray release of The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And I'm going to time you, George. So okay. are you ready? I, I think so. Okay. I'm, and I'm going to count down too. So but when I say go, you got to start doing your review in 60 seconds. Okay. 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 And go. Okay. So this is the Blu-ray review of Win- The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which, crap, you already said that. So I just blew like five seconds, and I just blew more time. Um, okay, uh, it's it's a really great Blu-ray transfer. It looks good. It sounds really 45 good. Forty-five seconds. <clears throat> and uh, I, I was born and raised in the poo generation. Really enjoyed it. You know, had all the poo bedding. There was poo everywhere in my bedding in my room growing up. So I'm a big, huge poo fan. Actually, when I started 30 going seconds. to Disney. Ugh. When I started going to Disney, I saw poo everywhere, and it just sort of ruined it for me. I just did not, it sort of dropped my poo stuff. You know, didn't really enjoy it. But, uh, but watching this film, the music by the Sherman Brothers, the character voice seconds. acting, I thought it was all fantastic. It came back to me, and the best thing was my nine-year-old sat seconds. with me, sat with me and watched the movie and said it was an awesome movie. And I think it's a great, fantastic Five, movie on Blu-ray. And you should buy four, it. Three. It was that two. Uh, it's great. One. Yay. Whoa, exactly. One minute. Good job. Excellent work, sir. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. That was so frightening. I'm sorry. So. Well, I'm, there, there was there was one. Let's see if I can do it. Because okay. you did good. You actually came in like I just tried. under. I tried. I rambled a bit, I think. You and did. It's hard for either one of us. We ramble in a 60-second review. Go figure. Go figure. Okay, are you, are you ready? I'm ready. You tell me when to go, and so I will go. So you're going to do Return to Neverland. Peter Pan or something. Like yeah, that. the new the new Peter Pan film okay. that came out. Now don't do what I did and say the name of the movie because it will blow like I... five seconds of your review. See, I'm gonna make the most little, out of my time. A little hint, a little hint from someone who came before you, someone much wiser with more more and more, more knowledge than I have. Yes, yes. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Okay, start. So, Return to Neverland, the, the second Peter Pan film, which I mentioned the title anyway, I don't care. So, it came out in the early 2000s, it actually was released theatrically, and then it was almost a direct-to-video sequel, and, but they released it theatrically because I thought it was going to do well. Did not do well. Personally, didn't really like the film all that much. I found it very, very depressing. It was set during World War II, so all the segments in London were very depressing to me. Um, the movie itself, once I get to Neverland, not very interesting to me. It was about Wendy's daughter, kind of uninterested. The Blu-ray itself doesn't really seconds. look that good. It's kind of grainy. Um, it sounds good, but it doesn't look that good. You can only shine a piece of poo so much, but it's still a piece of poo at the end of the day, and I don't mean Winnie the Pooh, I'm talking about this Blu-ray. Special features don't really add anything to this, there's a couple of forgettable deleted 45. scenes, previews for uh, some of the Tinkerbell movies, there's a music video, 50. overall, really not a good thing, eh, if you oh, don't own it, you can buy it, Five, I guess, but other than that, four, then I three, really don't think you should get it, two, I'm sorry, Pan. One, go, or I mean, end. Done. <laughs> wow. Whew. You put us under pressure. We I, did a lot done. Oh, God. I think I need a nap now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty impressive. We're going to have to do that from now on, I think. That's going to be our thing. That's actually not too bad. I think we do much better with these reviews when we're under pressure like that. Yep. That's just me. You know, we forgot to say that. Oh, I forgot to say the extras and poo. There's you're, no, you're poo. done. Oh, I'm done. Okay. You okay. can't say anymore. That's that was right. it. You had 60 seconds. Now that we made this segment five minutes because we're still rambling, Perhaps we should move on to the end. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. So when you're on Pirates of the Caribbean at uh, Disneyland, you know, you know, in the beginning you move some of the caves and there's a secret pirate hideaway, even though they're all dead at that point. However, what were you going to say, George? It sounded like you were going to no, say something. I was just going to laugh at you. What? I mean, laugh with you. Why are you laughing at me? No, laughing with you. Oh, with me. Okay. Yes. yes I wasn't yes, laughing, though. Because, because we're both so funny. I have some feeling that something else was up, but okay, I'm going to go on. Anyway, in the beginning, there's that big treasure room with all the treasure. You can see the mine uh, treasure from the first movie, but there's also a treasure chest that's off to the right-hand side. And if you look closely, you'll see a Lego Captain Jack Sparrow standing on the open part of the chest itself, which I think is kind of funny. Wow, that's that's actually synergy. It is synergy, guys. Total that synergy. Synergy. You know what happens if you take a controller of some sort, like from an Xbox 360 or a PS3 or a Wii, and would you be able to control them? I don't Maybe know. Run them around. Pirates? We can try. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring one next week. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll let you okay. Know. Okay. Well, it depends on how many buttons you give away. Uh, yeah. If I give away 20 buttons, I'm gonna I'll bring the controller and find out. So it's like a it's like a tat like a test. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Okay, we can do something. So, okay, well that makes sense. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. I had to bring back the watching. The watching months since we've used it. <laughs> so, yes, thank you. Please sure to leave us a comment or rate us on iTunes. Yep. Uh, feel free to email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. 
You can also like us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash Weekly. Yep. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbach. You can also call the Communicore Weekly hotline. Again, leave a message uh, or a question, and we'll, we'll send you a button at 424-785-4628. Yep, and we haven't talked about it this episode, but don't forget about the Communitor. Yes, the Communitor. We want you, you guys to come. We have, spaces are kind of filling up pretty quickly, yep. so uh, you better get on that if you want to come. We're going to have yes. a lot of fun. Spend and a whole week with us. I just secured a bunch of cool special stuff for the people coming on it. <sighs> Secret surprises. So, oh, uh, I know. I'm, 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 I'd be so jealous if I wasn't getting one, too. I'd be surprised. I mean, jealous if I was not part of it as well. But that's I am me. getting some of the stuff, right? Well, you're helping to pay for it. Oh, okay. That's true. Okay. So, yeah, good point. Surprise. Good point. Yeah. We get part of that. So, yeah. okay. Well, anyway, so for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show.